You're listening to Soul Friend Radio. I'm your host, Gaia Woods. How long should I wait to call her? What's the best way to end a casual relationship? How can I tell the person I'm dating that I'm sexually inexperienced? What to do if you're a sexually submissive type married to another sexually inexperienced? Should I break up? Is it okay to flirt with your ex's How do I tell my neighbors that they're having loud How many hours or days of no response is considered ghosting? On my show on Soul Friend, basically the premise of the show is talking about love and sex and dating and relationships. And it's a call-in show, so people get to call in and text in. Usually people are shy and they just text in or they <laughs> email into the show, which is fine. But I always like to tell people I really love calls. It's yeah. so much more fun if we can just talk to you on the phone. But most people text in questions about love and dating and sex and relationships. So I'm impressed that you have any interaction. Yeah. I, I know that people actually send me questions. Well, mostly to be That's completely like, transparent, it's me reaching out to my friends and okay. making sure that they the, will text me. Well, it's nice that you have but, friends. Yeah, it's nice that I have friends. Yeah. Which brings us to the topic of our show. So the other kind of conceptualization of the show that I had was this idea of love in relationships, but it doesn't always have to be romantic love. And Mm. that's been something that, you know, a lot of people wind up wanting to talk about sex. And we've done a lot of recent shows about kind of more alternative areas of sexual fetish life and BDSM culture. And I had uh, professional dominatrix, Mistress Isabella Sinclair, come on episode. Is that the, do- the DomCon? 60 something or 50. So, no, I went to the BDSM convention, DomCon, and I took some kind of live recordings and I talked to some people there. That's one that I've been waiting to get to. Oh, yeah, yeah you should listen to that list. one. It's fun. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> There's definitely some funny situations that happened in okay. that one. <laughs> yeah. I wound up going to a couple of. Uh, seminar type things that I had no idea what they were (laughs) until I got there and it wound up being things that it wasn't I'm very open I like to identify as very open-minded to all these things whether or not they're things that I would partake in in my personal life it's just Uh fascinating to know about all these practices but one of them was a little bit intense in terms of it was going to be a live demonstration of 
sounding, which is the insertion of objects Art. into Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay. Our Just, listeners. The yeah. listeners didn't see your hand gesture, but it was yeah. tiny. So, yeah. so it was more needle-like yeah. than, than like. Not yeah, needles, yeah. But, but basically it's like the insertion of objects into your urethra. Yeah, okay. And then you I kind of I... stretch. Like, so you go from oh, one whoa. object size to another. I know it's it oh, sounds why? painful, but this is the, it's also considered edge play in terms of the beat. BDSM community. So basically, one of the things that I took away from that conference that I attended is that BDSM can literally be something as simple as tickling someone with a feather and having that be your playful exchange within uh-huh. that world. Or you can do more edge play that kind of has to do with pain and things edge like that. Edge play means so what? It's like more on the extreme? It's like more on the extreme. And this is, again, I'm kind of new to the terminology so I might be a little bit wrong but my understanding of edge play is that it's more you're playing with the edge of pain okay so a feather for example is more just about sensation and tactility of you know your arm or you know whatever it is like it can oh, be, I'm into it can be, be so minimal is. basically like BDSM <laughs> can be like I'm tickling you with a feather yeah. and like that's a part of our play is it or more extreme things is so. it always about domination and submission does um, it have to be by definition I think that that is a part of the definition. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, I there is there is, a, there is yeah. a power play with the feather there too. Right. Yeah. 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 But anyway, so that is a fascinating episode if you want to listen to yeah, that. Definitely. So, but basically, on Soulfront, we talk a lot about the kind of sexual component of relationships and love and dating and sex. However, my original principle for and kind of thesis for the show was talking about love as one of the kind of main focuses of the show. Mm -hmm. So today I want to talk about non-romantic love and making friends as an adult in Los Angeles. Because I feel like a lot of people will ask a lot of questions in terms of how to meet that person. And it's usually from a perspective of trying to find a new person to date and have a romantic relationship with. Uh But a part of me wanting to do soul friend is to talk about love in all the many wide variations of love. So also when I first moved here, it was so hard to make friends. It's a really How many different city. groups of friends have you had since you moved here? Is it like How many different groups? I mean, I think that it depends on my interests at the time yeah, and kind of where right? I'm going in the city and things like that. It's a very so. strange city like that too though, right? Yeah. I think I think maybe in other places that I've lived you kind of find your people and you stick with them for the most part. But right. Over here, interests drift. Yeah, interests drift, and yeah. you kind of change. And you kind of always have to remember how to make friends. Like you don't necessarily yeah. lose. It's not like you're burning bridges, but you're right. always like, "Hey, I'm kind of into this thing now," and right. these guys don't want to do it. Yeah. yeah, and that's also a part of it too, in terms of that, and that's kind of one of the things that you had sent me, kind of a format for the show just in terms of an outline of how to kind of organize things. And yeah, on, yeah. on the end of it, it said conclusions. And I was like, I'm not a conclusions person. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the conclusions I made is that making friends is actually kind of a lifetime thing. And it's not, yeah. it's not just something that once you have your group of friends, that those are your group of friends because people change, people get married, people have kids, oh, people move, yeah. people grow apart, you change, they change. It just happens. So... So I guess to start, I wanted to talk about how I've met a lot of my friends, just to give a little window into some of my friends in LA. And then I was going to ask you about how you met some of your friends, just to kind of get a little bit of a groundwork. So 
I'm not going to use my friend's actual names. And I also, <laughs> as going through this process, I also kind of had all of these existential questions in terms of, are these people my friends? Like, do I really? <laughs> I haven't seen so and so. Oh, in that's two why you're months. not using their and, name. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> you don't want to be like, I hey, wanna... I heard you say we were friends. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that we were I friends, hate but you, then bitch. I realized you've ignored my last three text messages inviting you to my house. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's uh, also a funny thing. Like when you forget to message someone and you feel guilty, like that's how yeah. you know they're your friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because totally. you don't want them to think that you're like blowing them off. Yeah. And you're just like, oh my god, they. Texted me three days ago. Fuck. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah. 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 Also, I think in adulthood that becomes a little more flexible. I feel like younger, yeah. I would have been maybe more sensitive to people not texting me back immediately. But now I'm like, oh, we have our lives, and yeah. But I, I, I really like yeah. this topic because yeah. it is something that you are constantly dealing with. I think also uh, it's grossly undervalued mm-hmm. in terms of like having a support system, having like yeah. emotional intimacy with people is totally. really. Something that you also have to be selective with, right? right. When you're young, yeah. you're like, maybe loyalties might be a little bit more misplaced. Well, and I think loyalties are probably when you're younger, which is more on who wears the same clothes that you wear, yeah, who likes or, the same thing, yeah, exactly. who seems who's, cool, who, who sees the world you know. the same way, which is yeah, the same but, thing now, but it's a little yeah. bit more sophisticated, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Totally. Um, so, so yeah, so basically this tally, and I won't go into super detail because this is just only about my personal experience, but basically I met, we'll just call this person Jay, through another friend at an art-related, it wasn't an art-related party, but it was a pool party hosted by someone in the art field, so pool parties. I feel like I've met a lot of people at pool parties and also just through the arts because I feel like a lot of my friends are artists. And so that's just like the community that I kind of hang out in a little bit. Just for people that don't live in Los Angeles though, like pool parties aren't just falling from the skies. Like, (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean? Like they're kind of rare. I'm just not everybody has pools. Like, cause Miami is, when I moved here from Miami, I thought, I mean, it is a desert out here, so it's expensive to maintain and like to get those built is pretty crazy. So, you know, some, some people, (laughs) I guess I know a few people that throw pool parties consistently. Yeah, yeah. And so it's just always like, so is that person throwing a pool party this weekend? Yeah, like, yeah. let's go to the pool party because it's hot. But I'm just saying yeah. that, like, that's not a California thing necessarily. <laughs> yeah. That's like... I'll check my privilege. Uh, no, no, I'm not saying no, check no. your privilege. I'm saying that you're charismatic and you're invited oh, to these nice. things. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, that's not, you know, yeah. I've been invited to one this year and I was like, oh shit, I've made it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and it also takes a little bit of seeking out too, in terms yeah, of like definitely. reaching out to people and making sure that you maintain relationships and all of that. So yeah, exactly, staying yeah. relevant in people's lives. Yeah, exactly. So okay, so pool party. I met this person, and let's see. I met another person. A lot of these people are through art-related things. I think that I met. Um, I currently have an art space studio that I share with one of my friends. And I believe it's been years now, but I believe that I met her at a figure drawing party that was held at her art studio. And oh, it was all man. women. So we were all exchanging, posing for like, we didn't have a real model. It was just a bunch of girls getting together, wanting to do some figure drawings and that just have a awesome. mellow night and drink some tea and be relaxed. So I believe that's how I met this woman that I share a studio with. That's the best that I can remember. So yeah. So kind of more art-related things. Uh-huh. Um, 
This person I met through a friend who I originally met in San Francisco. So that's kind of just about keeping in touch with friends and then hanging out with them. And then you just naturally meet people. Um, I met someone through Instagram because they direct messaged me. And it (laughs) so happened that we had all these mutual friends. And so it didn't feel, and it was also a woman, um, which I feel like made it just a little bit less kind of what do they want from me? Are they trying to date me or what's happening here? You know? So I met this woman through Instagram and it was funny because I was on vacation in Mexico at the time Mm -hmm. with my family and she asked me something so strange. She asked me if I could take photographs of outdoor showers because she was researching outdoor showers. (laughs) It was such a strange and random request and And also just so heartfelt. And this is someone you became friends with. Yeah, she's one (laughs) of my best friends. It's those little things that you notice in people. Yeah, Uh, yeah. totally. It's like, wait, what? Yeah, what do you want? You want me to take (laughs) photos of outdoor showers for you? I don't know you, but okay, yeah. That's such a revealing so, thing of their their yeah. interests, right? It's yeah, like totally. so niche. And it was also so genuine. Yeah, she really yeah. just wanted to know about outdoor showers and what they looked like. And yeah, so I thought that was very sweet. Another friend I met through a friend who I originally met in San Francisco. And there's a lot of connections basically with this one woman, just to give a little bit of context. So when I first moved to LA, I moved with an ex, a now ex-boyfriend, and I didn't know a ton of people here in Los Angeles, and so... What year was this? Oh, that's a great question. I've lived in LA for about eight years, so this oh, wow. was okay. probably like 2010, something okay. like that, maybe 2009, but yeah, let's say 2010. And you came eight. from the East Coast? I came from... I was living in New York, and then I moved to San Francisco just for a couple of years, and then... Kind of didn't really love it. It was also the two, as of, I think, 10 years or something, the two years that I lived in San Francisco were the two coldest years on record (laughs) for, like, the past 10 years or something. Oh, so it's not that the city's going all tech. It's the... It was the tech component, and it just was hard to kind of connect with people. For me, I was just working. I was working over the Golden Gate Bridge in Marin, and so my commute was just totally insane, and so I just basically would commute all day, come home to my boyfriend who was in graduate school at the time, so also had his own things going on, and I just didn't meet that many people. But I met this one woman who was dating my then-boyfriend's best friend, and so we were kind of like the girlfriends. Our boyfriends were best friends, and what so the, we were the girlfriends. So. What What is what's special about that relationship? Well, so what's special about that relationship is and then... I mean, that, that specific yeah. kind of relationship. Like, cause oh, that's the something girlfriends? That I, yeah, like, like yeah. Do, you guys, do you guys get to, like relate to each other because you know secrets kind of thing that Um, maybe (laughs) well the thing is is I actually wasn't really that close to her when I lived in San Francisco we would just kind of hang out casually a little bit but then when I moved to LA we both wound up breaking up with those boyfriends (laughs) (laughs) fairly shortly after we moved and so she was one of the only people that I knew. And oh, so it was okay. basically just convenience in terms of... But there's some camaraderie yeah. over... I yeah. knew you I knew you before the thing that traumatized right, you. Right, right, right. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. so she was basically the woman who I stayed with when I was going through that breakup so that my boyfriend could move out of the apartment without me kind of being there. And yeah, so yeah. she was just basically one of the only people that I really knew here outside of work, which... Did she know a lot of people at the time or were you guys both islands? So we were both islands, but what happened is that we were both islands and we would basically just push ourselves to go out and meet new people whenever we can. And so she basically started her little chain of knowing this person and then 
if there was if that person had a party or was going to drinks or going to a dinner, we would just go and then meet all of those people. And so it was basically we grew our web yeah, through yeah, yeah. like I basically grew my web of social life through this one woman who I knew in San Francisco. And then we just kind of like really push her. But it did take yeah, a lot yeah. of effort because sometimes you're tired and no, you just want to stay does. home. <laughs> so it was definitely a lot. But basically, this is all to say that I know a lot of people through her. So yeah. Does this come up a lot yeah. in your in, in practice and therapy a, a lot? What like do you mean? just sort of people talk I mean I'm, I imagine it must. Like that must be yeah. people feeling lonely and isolated all the time. Oh yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean it's a lonely city. I think that's the other thing that was hard is that I felt like there was all these cool people doing all these cool things that I would see around yeah. but just not necessarily know kind of how to enter yeah. this world and I felt like people were having all these outdoor barbecues and going to the beach all the time doing all these things but unless you kind of know those people <laughs> yeah, it's you hard yeah, to yeah. enter that world so yeah. it definitely was kind of me being really So you weren't getting social. invited to the pool parties right away? I wasn't right away oh, yeah okay. it took some time so yeah and then just a couple of other people that I consider my friends now. I met a couple of people in grad school who I'm still really close with. I met, um, oh, <laughs> one of my good friends. This is so funny. So after I broke up with that boyfriend uh, when I, who I moved here with, I started doing online dating because I was working really hard. And I just didn't have a lot of time. And it was interesting because it was years ago and online dating was kind of sketchy, still sketchy. <laughs> and a little bit I felt stigmatized by it and kind yeah. of judging myself for why am I doing this Can't I'm I so just trashy people? yeah yeah I was like do I need to do this does this mean that I'm undateable and you know just having negative self messages but I met I went out on one okcupid date my first one and I wound up meeting this great guy who I wound up dating for a couple of months and then it just wasn't a good fit between us and so we went our separate ways but he's one of my best friends (laughs) and then I wanted to ask you how have you kind of met some of your friends here I'll tell you a little bit about so in LA specifically weirdly enough sometimes social circles connect in ways that you don't expect like yeah. I have a friend well I'll, I'll start off with like Bryce Seth who used to be on the show oh right yeah and uh and a lot of people from that general circle I met through somebody that I went to art school with in Florence okay and I didn't That's see cool for you went to art school in Florence oh, yeah Look it's pretty you. pretty yeah. Gigi yeah very Gigi I love it <laughs> <laughs> um and so, yeah, so I met him and when I moved to L.A., he just randomly was in L.A. as well and invited me yeah. out to see one of his openings at a place, at a space that's now called Cactus Projects. Oh, I don't know. Uh, okay. It's in Long Beach. Yeah. But... Long Beach, that's forever away. <laughs> uh <laughs> Kaya's <laughs> opinions about Long Beach are not mine. Yeah, oh. <laughs> we want listeners just everywhere. Shitting on Long Beach over <laughs> no, here. No, it I just feel so far. frustrated with the traffic after living here for so many years. Yes, but well, yeah. I have good news for you. What's in that? two years? Yeah, automated cars will be a, a thing. Uber's going <laughs> to have a fleet, and the price yeah. of owning a car is going to not compete anymore with the price of just ride sharing. Oh. 
So that's kind of cool. I mean, there's yeah. going to be a lot of people unemployed. Two but... years is not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two years is not that long. Yeah. yeah. A lot can happen in two years, but yeah. Well, so, so yeah. So you met people. So I met, I met a lot of people through that guy, uh, who now lives in Austria. His name is Seth. Okay. Well, I, I guess I should maybe be more covert with the names too. Oh, well, you're friends, uh, yeah. And he was an alcoholic. No, I'm oh. <laughs> And his deepest secret is. Yeah, he was no, not I don't an know. alcoholic. The only reason that I was kind of keeping initials here just for my own notes is that a lot of these people, I think that it's also hard, and this is kind of my next point, not to interrupt you from, I yeah. want to hear more about your friends, but my next point is that I... I'm working so much these days that I don't see my friends very yeah, yeah. often, which comes to my other point about prioritizing relationship, like friendship relationships. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, so I was kind of shy, like for, well, then, for example, PE, their initials, like when was the last time I saw them? I don't know, but no, I still I consider totally them a that. friend, but I don't want to say their name, you know? So. Yeah. And I, and I think sort of my experience has been that like even geography kind of doesn't like because the other person that I was going to say is uh, the uh, a person who introduced me to Salome who is friends with all of the people that I know uh, you know like Seth and Bryce yeah but I met her before they met each other yeah through this friend that I went to uh grade school in 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 Italy with yeah that I haven't seen in like that I hadn't seen in forever I started right. hanging out with him randomly I meet uh Salome and her boyfriend or, or boyfriend at the time husband now yeah um I meet them and and then like and I'm telling them like oh I have this piece and then a few weeks later I'm I'm showing the piece at yeah. a gallery that she ends up working at and it's just like these weird kismet things that happen yeah. in Los Angeles where everybody's yeah. sort of connected in this really weird way right um, and but I do like those like relationships where you made an impression on each other and anytime that someone reaches out, you're excited, right. but you don't yeah. necessarily always have the time to sort of be all up in each other's stuff, right. you know? Yeah. And I think that that is also an important thing for people in Los Angeles, like just because yeah. everybody's sort of isolated. Yeah. And that's like, the other part that I, th- I feel like, you know, is unique to <clears throat> LA just because the traffic and the distance and, you know, everyone is here. Not that people aren't pursuing their their lofty dreams and their yeah. career goals in other cities, but I feel like a lot of people come to LA to kind of have balance in terms of the weather and you know the quality of life here is generally pretty good, yeah. but also they're pretty focused on whatever they're doing and there's just not a lot of connection. You can't just yeah. walk down the street like you can in New York and just bump into a million people that seem cool. And or even them. San Francisco, I remember Or even being San Francisco, like yeah, yeah, you can walk places. So yeah. it's a little bit different here. Yeah. But, uh, but, uh, yeah. The thing that I always like to point to when people try to like help... The best description of that feeling of LA isolation is in... Um, the Blade Runner, the last Blade Runner that came out where he's yeah. just in ca- in these long car trips. There's just these like yeah. long segments of the movie are just him in the car. Yeah. And that's, and, and, and so it feels very genuine to the Los Angeles so experience. LA. It feels so lonely. Like the character, right. you yeah. know, you really feel because he's just, they, they show you so much of him just by himself in a car. Yeah. Uh, so that's it's really right. cool. Yeah, I, we should maybe acknowledge the work that's going on. <laughs> oh, the construction. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we got a lot without it, so. 
people are building stuff next door. What can you do? Well, yeah. progress. You can't stop progress. Yeah, this exactly. whole building is getting... Are they redoing the whole building? Yeah. yeah I'll show yeah. you later uh, in the back. They've just redone... They've repaved the, this little patio area, put in a new oh, fence. Wow. Oh, so that's it's nice. Yeah. So yeah. when I told progress. you, like, we might have noise. We might have noise. Yeah. <laughs> I'm used like, to it. I feel like Kei Chung is... Oh, oh there's always something <laughs> happening at Kei Chung. Also, think, anytime I've done recordings at my house, my dogs are always barking at... <laughs> <laughs> a squirrel outside yeah so. uh, well the other thing I was going to say yeah. about friendship in Los Angeles is that yeah. it's very um, it's very much based on how willing someone is to meet with you like, yeah. like that is a, a true sign of someone valuing you if, if they're yeah, like for sure if they and, and if they cancel you know with proper like I, we have a right. reputation for being flaky and yeah. I don't necessarily think I mean if they're flaking on you they're just you know, they were being polite when they gave you their number. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, and I'm even talking about friendship. That's not even like when yeah. you're, when you're hitting on a girl and you get her number. Right. Right. Um, totally. I think, and that's a very, very specific thing here where it is such a commitment to do anything that when yeah. I say, yo, I'm going to hang out with you. Like now you're fucking stuck. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Cause I value you. Right. And now I have to do what I said I was going to do. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and if you don't do that, people, <laughs> there's motorcycles outside too, apparently. <laughs> and if you don't do that, people are just like dismissive of you. Yeah. You know, totally. like you don't get too many second or third chances if you're flaky. Yeah. I will also say as a counterpoint to that, though, that one of my very best friends who unfortunately abandoned me to go to grad school in New York and then stayed there and now <sighs> is doing very well there. She and I have this understanding that we are so focused on our careers or on whatever it is that mm -hmm. basically we can have plans. And then if one of us doesn't want to do it. It's a crazy experience, but I just don't take it personally, and neither does she. You know? I mean, usually it's not like usually it's not even a thing where you can like because like it's L A. You can yeah. you, you, like if your plans fall through, you can just go and do something anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> there's totally. always something to do. I th and, yeah. and like, but and yeah, definitely. Obviously, there's going to be flaking, but there's yeah. flaking and there's like the ghosty flaking where you just oh, like sure. oh that's like, totally different. Like the next yeah. week, you're like oh hey, I'm sorry I didn't show up. And no, then, like, I have very little up. tolerance for that. Yeah, yeah no, so totally. yeah, yeah. But anyway, what's what? So, where, where are you taking us next? So next, I'm going to take us to. So I did a little bit of research, and basically, there's a couple of ways that it seems like the research that I found kind of talks about, which is that. There's all these different ways that people describe making friends in LA. So this one is a list from, I know you were really good about giving your references mm -hmm. on this whole friend. So this is from a timeout in LA article called the 21 best ways to make friends in LA as an adult, which I felt like was so appropriate. So yeah. this is just 21 ways. So the first one is hang out at the dog park. <laughs> Which is funny because you I used have to do that before having a dog, and it was definitely strange. <laughs> I, took, I feel like yeah. I took an improv class once, which is another way that I'm sure is on the I'm list. I'm sure it is on <laughs> but, here. Yeah. Uh, I did a scene where I was the guy at the dog park, and, With it, fucking, no dog. and I still, yeah, and it still cracks me up because yeah. I was just criticizing all the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think that one person asked me which dog mine was, and I just kind of avoided the question. <laughs> Just hanging out. <laughs> now, luckily, I do have a did dog. You, did so. you wave randomly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's over there. Hey, Fifi. <laughs> Getting into trouble, I'm sure. 
Number two, according to this Time Out LA article, is hit the gym, which I have mixed feelings about just because as a woman at the gym, I think the only people that I've met at the gym were people that were men hitting on me or I somehow did make a friend, but it was only because we wound up working together. Mm. She wardrobe styled a job that I was doing photography on. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a very. But it's not. I'm never. When you're that sweaty. Talk to people at the gym. It's 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 a smelly place. It's not. Yeah. And I think that like also there's just something about a gym where even if you're trying to make friends with dudes, like Mm -hmm. maybe you could become workout buddies. But like to I think to like approach someone and be like. Hey, hey, you, you want to be a workout buddy? Like, <laughs> or no, like, I mean, I, that could probably, I, I'm so out of my depths <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in terms of workout culture. Yeah. But I'm saying like, if you see the same person at the gym regularly and you're right. always talking about creatine and, sh- and shit like right, that, right. I can see how that would evolve into a friendship. But just yeah. approaching someone and being like, yo, let's go catch a movie. I yeah, would think anybody, so a guy strange. or girl is hitting on me. Yeah. Terrible idea. Yeah. Um, and then it says, join a sports league, which I guess that's a good way. I just, uh, well, you are involved yeah, in sports. Yeah, my experience of sports, uh, of co-ed sports is, is like, maybe the league is too competitive. Because yeah. I think that what ends up happening is that's like the flakiest thing, getting into adult yeah. sports. Yeah. <laughs> if, you get, if you have like a competitive team yeah. and it doesn't win right away. People are just like, oh, I got to work late, uh, you know, and then you yeah. end up having to call like everyone, you know, to get replacement players, especially in 11 yeah. v 11 soccer. So, but yeah. I have dated people that I met through like a meetup that was soccer related where it's like mm-hmm. a weekly pickup game. Yeah. That That's, seems more yeah. my speed. I would show up to something yeah. if it wasn't super competitive, but it was just people playing a game. And I would recommend if you're looking to date and meet people to date like that or mm-hmm. also friends, I yeah. would recommend that over like a meetup for that's an activity related meetup like a sports activity yeah then like the the mixer types or the singles yeah. types right because that's like i mean especially if you're a woman you're gonna be <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of dudes and, and uh you know and it's gonna be in that setup it seems like it's more okay to try to hit on people where yeah the sports related ones are a little bit more casual when i first moved to la i started with the soccer groups and oh, then really yeah and yeah. then i was like this is awesome yeah. and then i was like oh wait these are less awesome yeah <laughs> it wears off quickly yeah the next thing it says is join a book club that sounds fun i, I do guess, know a yeah. lot of people in la that are really that do that, yeah, are into, that it. Are into it yeah. yeah theoretically you can have intellectual conversations it's not just small talk which sometimes yeah. when you're meeting people can be a little hard i'd say this is so. like 10 times better than the gym yeah oh for sure same um take an art class that sounds fun have you taken an art class here uh, well, like a I hobby art class, kind a of hobby art class. No, I no. think back on like my studio classes, especially the ones that I did at like community college to get credits. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, not necessarily where I want to go to make friends. It would yeah. be like a, a bunch of like really old people, you know, the w- yeah. woman in her forties that's really into like uh, yeah. hippie stuff. Yeah. And totally. then like a bunch of 19 year olds. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, not to do denigrate any of them but yeah, like but i just, just for you it's yeah i just vibe. wouldn't really connect totally uh, you know yeah take an improv class here yeah, it is there it is it's on here although um 
If you're an actor, yeah. <laughs> because That's if you're not, yeah, like, if you're not, the intro class will be fine. But I took yeah. the second one, and I was like, "Yo, I'm not, t- I'm not finishing this. This I'm is not like- an actor." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you took a, a regular improv class? I took, yeah, I took uh, the UCB ones. I took one, and then I took two, yeah. and I was like, "Oh shit, these are people doing this for their career. This their is career. no not yeah, playtime yeah. anymore." Right. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you're like yeah. depressed and lonely, and right. and a therapist is like doing improv class, like. Join a sports thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Jeez. improv is a little intense and it's a little like, and those people are competitive, you know? Yeah, they're, those they're, people are competitive. I mean, yeah. and they, with every reason to be, they're in it for the business side right. of it, right? Yeah. Okay, the next one, it says DM someone on Instagram. I actually did meet a friend responding to some of his tweets and then we wound up talking and we basically realized that we had a ton of mutual friends in the art world mm. and so then... I think the next time I was in New York or the next time he was in LA, we wound up like getting a drink. And- so you reached out to him? I think initially? that I was tweeting at him, like okay. in conversation with whatever he was tweeting about. And, and then the conversation. And then we were just there. like, oh, yeah. you seem funny. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're-. And then somehow it came out that we both knew a bunch of the same people that were kind of his close, close friends. And yeah. it just was kind of coincidental. And then this one just says two words, Sunday, fun day. And in this article, they talk about just basically like going out on Sunday and day drinking, which is like <laughs> totally not something that I would do. Um, or condone. This is funny. This one says go to a therapist. And then it basically makes a bunch of jokes about how your therapist is at least someone to talk to. <laughs> I was like, that's not a friend. Well, but, you know what, though? It yeah. is a very intimate relationship. It is a very you, intimate relationship. You know, yeah. uh, and it is it is a, a very confusing construct. Like, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, because you're sharing. It's like a place where you are sharing yourself to somebody. Yeah. And, the, and, and it's only serving. It's definitely part of your support system. Right, totally. Like, they're not your friend. So if you're yeah. really that lonely... I mean, not that you don't endorse therapy. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, obviously I think it's a great way to better yourself, but in terms of getting social connection, I don't know if that's like... Well, they would help you. It would be a good starting point in instructing you. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. I think think it's actually maybe one of the better ones. It's like, if you need help this, this this article might not cut it. Yeah, that's true. Because... Because, yeah. you know, there are people that have had friends and are depressed and they've forgotten how to have friends. Right. right? Totally. And so it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's definitely, I like this topic because it's just, it's yeah. one of those skills that you like, yeah. you can never stop working on. Right. And you're actually reaching out for support on something if you're feeling lonely or if you're yeah. feeling isolated. So I think that is great. I did have a funny moment in my life where... But I, you're right. It's not a friend. But it's not a friend because <laughs> I, I had this kind of mini existential crisis where I realized that Basically, my favorite people were my therapist, <laughs> my acupuncturist, and then someone else that I paid for a service. <laughs> I was like, wait, these actually are just people that I am paying to do nice things for me, yeah. and these are not my friends. Even if they care about me and have yeah, my yeah. well-being in there, you know, first and foremost, but yeah. Next on the list is take a dance class, get to know a real estate agent, which is also a funny one. <laughs> Go to a networking event, even though networking sounds like an evil word, well, but if people are there intentionally, then... That's what the art scene know. is, though, right? right. So, yeah. like, I mean, we socialize, we call it socializing, but it's really, you're just, like we said, you're just being seen. Yeah, exactly. You're there so that people don't forget you exist. Mm-hmm. Um 
Exactly. So, and it's also fun to interact with your friends. But I'm saying, yeah, like, yeah, totally. Well, one of the things that you just triggered in my he- uh, head is that I recently had somebody or met somebody that just moved here, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I was telling them is that, um, it's really easy to meet people here, right? To maintaining make, to relationships make, to build a relationship that's where yeah, the challenge is totally. and so it can get really frustrating for people yeah. when they're like when you meet somebody and then you think that they like you or that they, they they hit it off and it's just like right. they were just cool because they're busy and like they can yeah. barely they barely have time to see their own friends i know or do doing own... anything in this city takes for fucking ever because forever. of the traffic i know you, you run i tried to do two errands before you came yeah <laughs> How did that and, you came at, and you came here at 12 yeah. and I still didn't have time. Oh, I woke no. up at eight. I oh my did, God. <laughs> wow. I mean, I also had errands to run at the, in the house, right? Okay. Like, yeah, but yeah. yeah. I was gone for over 14 hours yesterday. It was mostly because of the traffic <laughs> that I had to factor in about six hours of driving. You know, you can insane. really tell a lot about what a person values on their Instagram stories in LA. Like if you see someone that goes to a lot of live shows, you're like, damn, you made an effort. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, for sure. So go to a networking event, take a music lesson, take advantage of your other friends, which is basically back to our point of if friends have other friends or are just going to parties then just go to those parties. And there's always that one person that knows everybody. It knows everyone. And that, and that, and and if you know that person, like, yeah. Um, okay. Take a music lesson, take advantage of your other friends, study a foreign language, join a trivia team. That sounds terrible to me, but that maybe, sounds like it involves a lot of drinking, and you have yeah. to be good at trivia for I guess it to appeal love to. Trivia. Yeah. I just don't really I'm, love trivia. I'm not. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I just don't know anything tri- like yeah. trivial. <laughs> <laughs> All your information is crucial to living. <laughs> no, I think listeners of this show know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. This whole show is basically about knowing useless facts, not useless facts, historical facts, esoteric. interesting facts, esoteric facts. <laughs> Okay, join a country club, sing in a choir, learn That's how to bake. These are all just like, activity white ideas. Yeah, country yeah. Club. <laughs> yeah. Just go you shopping know. at Barney's. I'm sure you'll meet someone really cool and it'll be great. You guys can go on fancy trips. Okay, so the next kind of thing that I wanted to talk about is from some website called We Like LA. And it's 10, t- 10 tips on how to meet people in LA if you're new to the City of Angels. So one of the places is called meetup.com and it's the world's largest. I'm just going to kind of read and paraphrase some of these things, but meetup is the world's largest network of local groups. More than 9,000 groups get together in local communities each day. And let me tell you, Los Angeles has thousands of groups in your area. Oh, for sure. So, I mean, that sounds cool. I don't know that's what the, all the that, groups would I mean, be, but I don't want to plug a particular company. But that's the that's yeah. the site that I that I started playing soccer through. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's so so cool. I, I, I'm I'm pretty familiar with Meetup. I've done soccer. Yeah. I've done volleyball. I've done a bunch of different kinds of activities. That's so cool. Hiking. It's it's pretty dope. If you don't, yeah. if you're like isolated you can meet you know you go out you'll meet a lot of fucking weirdos yeah (laughs) (laughs) you will yeah because there's a lot of people that are 
also trying to like I think that's maybe right. one of the number one things therapists in LA would recommend. Like if you do the the number one the, the one that we talked about earlier, yeah, which is go get yourself a therapist. Oh, they right. will probably tell you to do a meetup. Yeah, and and totally. it's it's an inter- I mean, it's a successful social networking thing. Yeah, I think totally. it might have even helped normalize Tinder. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, okay. There's some other funny ones that are basically like dating apps for friends. Taking a class also on here. Some of the classes they say are badminton and improv, cooking, language classes. Wait, badminton? Yeah. <laughs> That's at the country club. <laughs> little, little socioeconomic status tinging in here. This one also says go to the gym. Let's just assume they mean classes at the gym. Because yeah. it is every, I, I think we're both experts and we can say that that's weird. Yeah, totally. This also says CrossFit encourages fellowship amongst members. But you could also just join a yeah. cult too, right? <laughs> yeah. If you're looking to make friends. You could friends. also just join a cult where they just only want to talk about fitness all the time. I mean, I'm sure Jonestown was, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. I'm sure those people thought they were friends. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh. When okay. you were talking about. So uh, apps, I was all like, I I always go yeah. to like that doesn't sound safe. <laughs> no, I think that's the other thing though. Yeah. That, so like, meetup seems like a, a pretty safe setup. It, it's though. public and it's yeah. obviously important. This one says do regular stuff, going to the grocery store, doing laundry is not glamorous, but something everyone needs to do from time to time. <laughs> it could banter can strike up pretty naturally there. Yeah, right? I think that it's kind of a good habit to get in if you are trying to meet people and just kind of get comfortable talking to people. Oh yeah, to just talk to people in general. Getting into the practice, I think, is good. If you if you give off a vibe where you are open and yeah. not creepy about being outgoing totally it's it, it, it it's people respond bad. to it, yeah. it, it they're, they're, rarely do people <laughs> go like oh, i don't want to talk to you and if they do it's not that big of a deal yeah exactly you know but yeah. like even at a bar i think the one of the most fun things to do at a bar is you just talk to everybody and then you yeah. know everybody yeah. and then like it's like the more people you talk to the less weird it becomes to like yeah. talk to someone new exactly it's, it's really it, it's yeah. Yeah. It's uh, LA has taught me a lot about just how to function in that bar scene, which yeah. is like, cause I think the etiquette out here is a lot better <laughs> than in, in Miami. The etiquette in terms yeah. of the bar scene of people well, talking Miami's to Miami's a very, time. very clicky town, I think. Yeah. And it, Wait, it that's can, where you were before here? Yeah. Before okay. I moved here. Yeah. yeah. And so it can be a little hard to feel like you can, pen- there's a lot of machismo kind yeah. of vibe. Yeah. So like... Guys are kind of wary of guys. So, like, you yeah. know, and uh, it can be, I don't know. It depends also what part of Miami you're in. Yeah. I'm thinking a lot about, like, Kendall, which is just, like, some people wouldn't consider that Miami. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> but yeah. I think that, well, Miami's so different now. It's yeah. a whole different conversation. Yeah, yeah. But I do think that, like, it is nice to be in a city where people are approachable. They're going to yeah. be nice to you. As long as you're not fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. Since this article was written by We Like LA, they talk about just plugging the fact that We Like LA has a ton of different opportunities to volunteer and do things through We Like LA. Since, what's it called? Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, this is coming out as uh, during Made in LA. I would also say that Made in LA is a pretty good way. I've met some people through there, which has been pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch of events all over the city. Mm -hmm. Uh, I probably started this episode before you got here in an audio (laughs) clip that I'm going to insert later. Oh, nice. Uh, um, 
yeah, I, I probably covered some some of the events that are happening this week, and yeah. I would recommend going to some of those because those are especially if your interests are art and yeah. you want to meet new like those are literally networking events. Yeah, and at some of these events, you might be the only person that shows up, and if you do, <laughs> no, and that's the that's yeah. the whole point, right? And if right. you do, you've made yourself a friend. <laughs> <laughs> With the one other person that's with, there? With the person throwing the event. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. They're so happy that you're there. No, I mean, that's yeah. that, like legitimately that I did uh, I did an event uh, three years ago, I think it was, was now, yeah. where I was just at my house and I laid out all of my junk mail that I had collected for in piles, like a hoarder, proper hoarder. Yeah. Uh, I'd collected them for like four years. It was, the, I, there was a mail slot and it was just really annoying that it would always come in no matter how much I clean the house, oh, they would always God. be every day a new pile yeah so i just stopped throwing it out and collected it but at that six people showed up two people i didn't know wow and uh look at me now (laughs) i really really like uh, made in la for that so so it's 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 very appropriate i just figured out the (laughs) tie-in totally yeah what's the website it's uh, i think it's maiden.la or made in la okay i think it's maiden.la okay and maidens as in iron maiden right But to kind of start to wrap up a little bit, this article can be found. It's called 10 Great Meetup Apps for Making New Friends. And it's not necessarily specific to Los Angeles, but I felt like these are apps that you can download anywhere. And this article is by Pace Magazine. So basically, it's just kind of a list of a bunch of different apps. There's one called Meetup. There's one called Nextdoor. Apparently, there's a Bumble for friends, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. This one's for mothers who are looking to connect with a community of mothers. So basically there's all these different subgroups, which I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting because as the typical male, I had never even occurred to me of what that experience, like when I heard that, I was like, shit, that's a brilliant idea. This one was so funny. This one's called Meet My Dog, (laughs) which I thought was really sweet. I found all these different articles on psychology today that were different facts about loneliness and it was interesting because basically kind of some of the points that they brought up. Well, here, I'll just read you this beginning part. It says, it is estimated that over 40% of us feel the aching pains of pangs of loneliness at some point in our lives. Yet, despite how common loneliness is, few people are fully aware of the dramatic ways in which it impacts us. Here are 10 surprising facts about loneliness that will change how you view this all too common but devastating psychological condition. And I'm not going to read the whole things, but the first one just talks about basically how loneliness doesn't actually depend on how many friends you have, yes. that it's actually just kind of a psychological state. Number two, it says that more than 60% of lonely people are married, which is a little bit sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, number three, it says loneliness distorts our perceptions of our relationship. I think a lot of that loneliness thing goes into connecting dots that are associate like your brain works in association and your memory tends to work in association like if you yeah. think of a penguin it's connected to like maybe tuxedos and you know like and everything yeah, yeah. that's black and white and that's how you process that's why when you have right. something on the tip of your tongue you know it's like you're trying to access it but you can't you, there's like a link and if you yeah. if you stop for a second and you go take another track to get to that memory right you can figure it out yeah um and so i definitely think that like you know, that that's a situation where you are isolated, but you're connecting right. positive dots and you're not spiraling. Yeah. Whereas like, I think that the loneliness, that the, the interesting point that 
you said from the text was that mm-hmm. uh, it's it, it can be deceiving. Or I forget exactly the wording, but that yeah. it's like it it is it's sort of that self fulfilling prophecy where you start to look for evidence that supports right. your yeah. theory, and that like that's actually something that I've been getting into a little bit with the uh, with. I, have I ever mentioned chaos magic? Because it comes up, and I'm sure people are. No, oh. I like those two words next to each other. <laughs> so chaos magic is uh, something I'm going to do a topic on. Oh. But it's about changing your belief systems, mm-hmm. right? Um, through ritual, where the where a ritual yeah. will it's and it, and it can involve like Wicca or anything. Uh, or like even just Wicca? what's Wicca? like uh, witchcraft. Oh, witchcraft. Or okay. it can in- involve Haitian voodoo. It can involve Satanism. The whole mm-hmm. thing is that it's a postmodern approach to self-deception, where okay. where and like people get really fucked up by it because yeah. they start to buy into their own bullshit, right? Right. Yeah. But the whole point is that you're buying into your own bullshit, yeah. and so it's this idea of taking your assumptions and playing with them a little bit. Yeah. So like sometimes you're in that trap, right? right. Of this idea of, uh, of what's, I, I, I once had someone describe a, a bad trip they were on. Yeah. Uh, on LSD yeah. and they were walking through a forest Yeah. and then they turned around and then they started walking back and they were like, Oh my God, I'm in a backwards world. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And they started to really believe this thing. And then slowly they realized like, Oh shit, no, I'm just walking back, (laughs) you know? But like, I think that that's like an interesting, like sometimes you can get fixated on these little mindsets, right. Right, Of like loneliness. So I like that it describes it as like, not a, um, a measure of, um, Actual circumstance. Because I think solitude would be, solitude would be isolation without loneliness, right? Right. Right. Because like it has, it's not necessarily a negative. Yeah. uh, Whereas isolation might have. So it's, it's an interesting topic. I'm really excited that you brought this in. Yeah. Well, and as you were describing, what's it called? Chaos. What is it? Chaos magic. Chaos magic. I mean, the Jungian kind of psychological approach to a little bit of what you're describing in terms of over-identification with beliefs and how they might cause you negative harm, that's basically what Jung would say is a complex, where you start to kind of believe your projections, which is basically just a different word of saying your beliefs or your kind of, your projections are how you kind of are not able to incorporate different parts of your experience and so you it's easier for your psyche to kind of project the negative things about whatever you're experiencing and so if you start to overly identify with those projections then that turns into a complex which is basically just a statement about how your belief systems and how you're identifying with your belief systems are causing you distress yes 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 absolutely yeah but yeah made me think of yeah and then and then well because there is like there is literally a thing called the psychological model of chaos magic, which yeah. use yeah. So, um, which in fact I might invite you back to do that one because I'm, yeah. I I would present that one. But um, so one of the things that I find interesting is that I did CBT therapy for a while, oh, cool. yeah. a while back, and it was not good for me. Oh, not good for you because. Yeah. I kept getting fixated on the things that, on my failings, like, you know, because CBT is a lot about cognitive distortions, right? Right. And, and it's even very future-based. It doesn't really make a lot of room for the past. Or, yeah, yeah. And it's, and it, it, it was just like, 
I would get these headaches of just going in loops and loops <laughs> yeah. of like, of like trying to, you know, um, and, and yeah. So, and then like, I don't yeah. even know what it is that I did afterwards, but it was just much more like feel your feelings and stuff yeah. like that. But those are two belief systems essentially. Right. right. The, yeah. And so, and one fucked my reality Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I tend to be a little bit OCD. So if you give me something yeah. to fixate on, it's going to become a loop. Whereas yeah. if, uh, it, it, you know, yeah. Um, well, and that's kind of, I mean, I'm more interested in depth psychology just as an idea because it kind of makes room for the idea of how the past informs the present, whereas CBT is so much more, CBT, I mean, it's a great, you know, practice of treating anxiety and depression. It's basically the number one mm-hmm. way that anxiety and depression are used, especially in terms of evidence-based practices where you want to really be able to kind of test, is this working and things like that. But it really doesn't necessarily make room for your kind of psyche to have a little bit more of a deeper understanding of self. In yeah. my in my opinion, and I would say that's also and a it's, common so, criticism. Well, even but. in even in the uh, like, I mean, I'm not an expert at all on this, but even yeah. in the the verbiage, like cognitive distortion implies that, and mm-hmm. that's where it would be like, why am I having so many cognitive distortions? Right. Why yeah. is my thinking so wrong? Right, and so right. then it becomes it's a this other, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so and like, I mean, I'm obviously pretty nerdy and al- analytical, and I can think yeah. I can fixate on an idea for a long time yeah totally. so yeah so that's why I do research now <laughs> yeah there you go broaden your perspectives yeah so we left off with loneliness distorts our perceptions of our relationships and I'll just kind of read them number four loneliness is contagious in social networks so it was it was just kind of an interesting thing talking about how people perceive you to be lonely and then you actually kind of get pushed outside of circles is the point that that was making, which I thought was interesting. This was a kind of a strange one for me. It said loneliness actually makes us feel colder. Again, I don't have time to physically colder. Yeah. yeah, Which was interesting. And they kind of talked about that. I can see that. From more of an evolutionary perspective of like literally being further away from the heart, like from the fire, which is the collective and things like that, which I thought was interesting. That is. Um, Loneliness makes our bodies feel like we're under attack. And then chronic loneliness significantly increases our risk of cardiovascular disease. Loneliness uh, suppresses the functioning of our immune system, which I feel like is similar to how people talk about how stress just like has such a negative impact on our bodies. This is a random one. It says college freshmen who felt lonely had poorer reactions to the flu shot. Okay. <laughs> Loneliness is as dangerous as cigarette smoking. Okay. And then the last one that I wanted to just make a point about from that article in Psychology Today of the loneliness, the neuroscience of loneliness. I really kind of just appreciate this idea of how loneliness is labeled and thought of as being this kind of negative thing that is difficult to experience and it's unpleasant, but it's actually your body's way of really communicating that something is wrong and that you can make some changes and address these things, but that it's not necessarily like it serves the function of making you change your circumstances, which if you don't, then it can have some really negative consequences in terms of your mental health. So, and it's interesting how like, they kind of run loneliness and depression are sort of concurrent and not, yeah. they're not necessarily synonymous, right. but a lot of the things that like, it's hard not to talk about one without the other. Yeah, right. Exactly. But it can be, it, 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 that, that's where that, like you're doing chaos magic on yourself. You're creating your own reality. Right. Yeah. right? Because the idea being that ritual creates 
belief which creates reality. Right. So you're having these ritual thoughts of, right. and then they they then you start to buy into them, believe them, and then yeah. now your reality is that you're lonely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it can be really intense. I think human connection is definitely by far one of the most important things that we yeah. always oh. dismiss, and then we feel it really intensely. Like when you're busy, yeah. you're like so I'll go, I'll do sometimes cause I'm a little bit more cyclical in my socializing. Yeah. Like for the past few months, I've been just been really working really, really hard keeping my head down, trying to save up money, like getting extra, yeah, yeah. extra hours, trying to yeah. get stuff that I can, uh, record, record the this show. wonderful show. On. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you for saying it's wonderful. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it, it like, it hasn't been an o- a lonely experience, yeah. But it has been isolated, right? And then I need to—I've been like having to remind myself, like, hey, at the end of this, the whole thing is to have people over to your place right. so you can <laughs> have conversations. So yeah. just like relax, we're not like yeah. completely off the off the grid, <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah. Well, and just this idea of balance and that anything yeah. in too much of a quantity, whether it's working or yeah. socializing. I mean, oh, you the same thing happens. Yeah. You get burnt out really quickly. So yeah. yeah, coming back into balance of what feels appropriate for you in any given time, I think is important to just have an awareness of how you're feeling in whatever, however you're spending your time. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, this has been an yeah. absolute pleasure. I, I, the maiden voyage of this uh, experience. Definitely the first time yeah. someone other than Seth presents a topic to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very, very satiated oh, or good. sated. Satiated. That means satisfied. Right? Yeah, sat- yeah. 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 What was the I other one you said? Sated. I think. The, sated. I don't know. What grammatically, that, means. that one might be the one that's correct. Oh, is that one more correct? I don't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I have people come teach me. Sated, satiated. One of the other. Yeah. But thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. I, it was absolute pleasure. I uh, yeah. thank you for doing homework for us. Yeah, totally. It was really, it was, really. I hope it was, uh, it was a rewarding experience. In yeah, totally. Itself. I'll probably air this on my show too, just oh. because it relates so much to Soul Friends. So Absolutely. I will I'd be honored. On oh, can show. I play you? Can I drop your episode uh, on on our stream? Sure, yeah, please. Oh, absolutely, yeah. cool. Sounds good. And then, um, so that my listeners, when I play it on Soul Friend, know where to find you. What's the easiest way to find what's my thesis? Uh, it's what's my thesis at Instagram. What's my thesis? Oh wow, I'm plugging my own show on my own show for your show. Is that weird? <laughs> <laughs> this has got just so overwhelmingly meta. I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. Uh, it's what's my thesis on Instagram and okay. Twitter, and uh, what's my thesis on uh, oh, dot podbean dot com. Podbean, cool. yeah. Okay, and then uh, you. You can just find us on iTunes. Okay, cool. And Sounds what about great. your show? Which I oh my show. <laughs> how, uh, how I'm so like you're so, so new to this that yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're kind of running the show right now. Oh totally. yeah, no, I <laughs> realized pl- I just hey Javier, there's a plug section. <laughs> took back over control of your show. I mean, basically, my show you can listen to on iTunes. It's just Soul Friend Radio. You can follow me on Instagram at Soul Friend Radio. You can also listen live on K Chung. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. It was oh, a pleasure. anytime, definitely. Yeah. I, I I might definitely invite you back. Okay. Be, uh, yeah. For, oh, I would for love the, to talk about the, um, chaos, what's magic, it called? magic yeah. chaos, whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. And, yeah. All right. All right. That's thank it. you. Thank you. Bye. Sex questions. Love questions. Send me your submissions either as a text or voicemail to soulfriendradio at gmail.com. Please include your age and any information that you would like me to know about you. You can find more episodes of the show on Apple Podcasts. 
The show is recorded live at Kaechung Radio. Love you, Kaechung. Special thanks to my station manager, James Nelson. Thanks to 1,000 Birds. Our theme music is by Boombit. Thanks for listening to Soul Friend Radio.